You can support this podcast on patreon.com forward slash firstpawmedia. Here's to the adventure-seeking dog mushers out there. The hundreds of you who stand on the runners dreaming and thinking about the northern lights. Of course, there is something else you can do if you've got something to say. Start a podcast with First Palm Media and harness your creative side. Maybe even earn enough money. Enough money to tell yourself, hey, I'm not just a dog musher. I'm a rover. I'm a wanderer. I'm a voyager. I'm an explorer. Visit firstpaw.media. Mush on over today. Radio Free Palmer 89.5 KVRF presents Mushing Radio, hosted by Robert Forto. Mushing Radio is about dog-powered sports, living in the Great White North, and mushing. Visit our website at mushingradio.com. Here is your host, Robert Forto. Hello and welcome to Mushing Radio. This is your host, Robert Forto, and I am joined tonight by my co-host, Tony Ryder. And today we're talking about the 2023-2024 race schedule. It is a good one. Let's go. So, Tony, last year you wrote a blog post that got a heck of a lot of traction, I'm sure on your site as well as on the podcast, where you compiled one heck of a comprehensive list of all the races around the world in <laughs> sled dog world. Wow. And, and I have to tell you, you did a, either a heck of a lot of research or you spent a lot of time on social media to get all this together. So, of course, thank you for doing that. I know I referred to it several times when we were talking about what shows we were going to do on the podcast, which ones were important, what the dates are, how we're going to mix them in with our regular coverage, so on and so forth. And you've gone and done that again. So I guess my first question to you is, how much time did you spend compiling that list? So I've been doing this list now. I think this is my fifth year that I've had a race list. Um, and it started off with just the races in Alaska. And as I was doing it, mainly for myself, it was on my blog, and I was starting to get um, feedback from different mushers and different races going, hey, what about this one? Hey, did you think about this one? Hey, have you heard about this one? So it just kept growing. So it doesn't actually take as much time now as it did at the beginning of my doing this, because I just copy and paste the list. Um, because they all pretty much hit the same time every year. Um, there's this kind of etiquette between all of the different races to spread it out so that they can all share the team, basically. Um, and it does help, especially for those races that are used for the Yukon Quest and the Iditarodas qualifiers. Um, if, you know, it helps that the rookies can get from one to the other so that they can they can fill their quota to be able to race. So um, it takes, depending on, depending on when races announce, I can typically take a weekend and get all of those dates in order. Um, I do now, you know, message or email the different races going, hey, I don't see the date yet on your website or on your social media. Can you let me know? And you'll see on my list, if you go to my blog, 
you'll see that some just say January of 2024, February of 2024. That's because they either don't have the date set in stone, they're not sure they're even going to run this year, um, or it's just they've got to wait on the technicality of the board voting yay or nay for the date before it can be officially announced. And so I don't, I don't guess. I know, I mean, we can kind of guess. Uh, just based on, you know, the Connect 200, normally the first weekend in January is when it happens. But um, I, I try to respect the the boards of the different races and let them make that official statement before I go ahead and put it on the calendar. And one thing that you do on this blog post, and we're going to put a link to it on our show notes, otherwise people are probably not going to write down the website as we're talking, but you also yeah. put all of the social media, Facebook, website, uh, mm -hmm. Twitter, all of that right there on the blog post. And I think that that's what makes this so important to the mushing community because bam, you're right there, especially for folks that may or may not have a website. And, and of course that's becoming more and more common as we move into today's society where more people are using social media for their race updates and all of that. And some of them are definitely old school. They don't have social media. They mm -hmm. only have a website. Yep. So that's, that's where you can find out updates and all of that. And, and we have talked a lot about a lot of these races on here. Uh, you have it sort of listed out, of course, by date, but you also have what the qualifiers are. For example, the Connect 200, the Copper Basin, the Willow 300, etc cetera, etc cetera. and that's qualifying for both Iditarod and the Yukon Quest at least from our understanding mm -hmm. in Alaska of course there may be other qualifying um opportunities for races in Europe and whatnot for some of their longer races but as we're here in Alaska that's that's what we know so that's why uh, we kind of are Alaska centric. So let's start with these races. Last year, we tried to cover every single one of them, and we just didn't know enough about a lot of these races <laughs> to talk about them. But we're going to go down the list and at least give them some kudos to, to when they're going on and the race names and whatnot. And then uh, we'll talk a little bit about the ones that we know about. And we're only going to spend about 30 seconds on each one. Otherwise, this can easily become a three-hour episode. <laughs> I think last year we were on like two hours on this particular way episode. Way too long. Way too this long. So way let's too long. let's jump into this. And and just a quick caveat: these are almost all distance races. Obviously, there are tons and tons mm -hmm. of sprint races all over the world. Yep. Uh, we could probably have a a website that you scrolled on for days if you included all of the yep. sprint races, as well as Dryland. And of course, Dryland is a very mm -hmm. popular uh, part of dog mushing these days, and they are going on as we speak. And of course, the big time Dryland races are happening in the fall, at least here in this hemisphere. And I, I know down in the Southern hemisphere, it's, it's in the spring, so a little bit different. So let's start off with the first race that we know about, it's on December 9th, and that truly is the kickoff to the racing season, and that is the Alpine Creek Excursion Sled Dog Race. That is here in Alaska, up on the Denali Highway, December 9th. And then I'm going to have you jump in about every other one, uh, Tony, and I'll, I'll, we'll start with, okay. with, uh, with this one after. The Connect 200, as you mentioned, it is typically the first 
weekend in January, and they do not have a date yet. That has been notorious for having to be canceled because of lack of snow and trail conditions and all that. We always keep our fingers crossed because that is really the first qualifier of the year. So what's next up in January? I see why you made me do this one. <laughs> um, the next one is actually over in Europe. It's much, I don't even know how to say it. And this is just me. And it's going to be January 7th. Uh, check out their website and social media. Like most of our European races that we do follow at least casually. Uh, they have some really great stuff on their website, and their, especially their social media. So check them out. Learn all about them there. And the next one is another odd name. I believe it's called <laughs> Ta Quemion Country Sled Dog Race. And we were talking off air. You said that is in Idaho, uh, part of their lead up to uh, their big race that they have going on. That's also in January. What's up after the Country Sled Dog Race? Well, then we have the Gunflint Mail Run, which is very loved by a lot of mushers, especially those down in the States. Um, I believe Ryan Reddington runs it just about every year. So it's, it's another fun race. I don't believe it's a qualifier yet, um, but it's still a lot of fun. Next up after that is pretty much the granddaddy of mid-distance races <laughs> here in Alaska. It's the Copper Basin 300. That's also in January. And they've changed the dates around for this one a little bit in the mm -hmm. last couple of years. And I'm sure that's why yep. they have not released those dates yet. But as I say, granddaddy, they always say that this is the toughest 300-mile qualifier in Alaska. Anything else on the Copper Basin before we move on? It's cold. It is cold. Yes, it's typically in the minus 30 degree range Fahrenheit uh, around that time up in the Glen Allen area. So very cold. What's happening in uh, January after the Copper Basin? January 20th, which is my birthday weekend, is the Eagle Cap Extreme Sled Dog Race. That's another one that's down in the States. It is an Iditarod qualifier, and I believe it's also part of that new Triple Crown. Okay, January 20th, they do have dates for that one. Next up, uh, again, no dates. This is one that's shifted back and forth a little bit. The race here in my backyard, so to speak, the Willow 300. Uh, good and bad coverage over the last few years. Uh, they try their best, but uh, I think that they could really get a, a lead up from some of these other races that we're going to talk about on their coverage. And I think that they could really make this a, a real showcase of the road system. I'm sure you would agree. Yeah, you know, last year, uh, or yeah, last season, I guess it was this year, but last season, um, their their biggest issue was they didn't get the um, trackers until the morning of the race. So there was a lot of a lot of confusion there. Um, normally, KLKC Live uh, does a lot of um, posting for that. And because of certain things that happened in his personal life, he wasn't there for it all. Um, but typically the coverage is really good just because Kale's right there in the back. It's his backyard too. So. All right. So after the Willow, what do we have? We have the Warm Lake Stage Race. It's January 24th. I don't actually know a whole lot about this race, but this was one that a lot of mushers asked me to put on the list. So here it is. 
<laughs> and it's not the only stage race. We're going to get into the big one here yeah. in just a second. But then one of our favorite races to talk about here on the podcast yeah. is the Cusco 300. When I said granddaddy in terms of uh, the um, just uh-huh. just the, you know, the pure magnitude of a race with the Copper Basin, this one has its own rights to that uh, to that crown, especially when we're talking about the purse. They typically have a huge purse. And this is what draws mushers from all around to do this race. And that is January 26th uh, for that race. What's up next? It is the other stage race. It's the pedigree stage stop race. Uh, That happens late January, early February, typically. Um, This last year, I believe they had to shorten the stage stop. I believe at least one of the legs was canceled due to weather. Uh, it got, while we were complaining it was too warm for our winter, they were complaining it was too cold. So uh, always interesting. I have friends that, that run the stage race, and, and this one is one that a lot of Iditarod mushers of the past have also raced. So it's a big deal. And I may be mistaken here, but uh, this is a more of a sprint dog type race, meaning the dogs themselves are more sprint dogs. I believe it's minus 25 uh, Fahrenheit is the cutoff for that, uh, for that type of a race. So that could be the reason why, whereas, you know, in Iditarod or any of these other mid distance races, they don't care how cold it is because it's an entirely right. different type of dog. So that could be the reason why one of them was canceled. So next up is the Hi- Idaho sled dog challenge. We talked about the country sled dog race a little bit ahead of time. And I think this is, this is really encouraging. You talked about the triple crown, I really like how they're bringing mushing to the Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a really cool way to grow the sport. And that's happening on January 28th is the Idaho Sled Dog Challenge. And then one of the bigger races down in the lower 48. What's next? This is the big race of the lower 48. This is their, uh, their, I don't know, world championships, if you will. Um, and it's the John Bear Grease Sled Dog Marathon. It's, it's one of the, the most exciting races, uh, not just in the lower 48, but the entire season. It's very competitive. Ryan Reddington, um, the Freckings, and of course, Erin. Uh, oh, her name escapes me, but she just won again. Um, so there's, there's a lot of head-to-head matches, a lot of drama, a lot of a lot of excitement and a lot of great coverage comes out of the John Bear Grease. So definitely check it out, especially if you're down in that area, go watch it. The the start, the finish, they're both, they're, they're incredible. Just looking at the coverage is every bit as like I did a or quest as far as just the, the atmosphere. And with this race, and I'm sure many other races on this list, they have other races that they do around the same time, shorter distances. And I know that the Bear Grease does three or four different races on that same weekend. So next up, we're moving into February, and we're at the Finmud Lopet, is I believe how you pronounce that. And I believe that is in Norway. I don't know enough about this one. I know a little bit about the Finnmark Slopet, which is a little bit later in the season. It's sort of uh, Northern Europe's Iditarod. This is happening on February 7th. What else is happening around that same time? The Caledonia Classic uh, happens actually before FEMA this year. It's the 
February 2nd is the date that they've chosen. That's another one that bounces between weekends, just trying to fit in wherever another big race isn't happening. The next one is the Lake Minnetonka Klondike Dog Derby. This is a relatively new race, and I think that this is what mushing should become. It's very similar to how they do some of these other races, uh, you know, with the big start and running through town and all of that sort of stuff. When you think about the movie uh, Iron Will and the Winter Carnival, that's that's sort of the the atmosphere around this race, and it's a very fun race uh, to to watch. Not only they do a lot of live coverage and whatnot, but also... Uh, their coverage is definitely top-notch. And I know we had the organizers on, I believe, right after the first one here on Mushing Radio. So that is on February 2nd. And then we have a little bit of Alaska drama coming up with the next one on February 3rd. What's happening with that one? It's the Yukon Quest Alaska. Mom and Dad still aren't doing much more than talking through the lawyers. Um, Yeah. It's, it's going to run, it looks like, similar to what we had last season. Um, it was a very exciting race. Very, very, it, it ran smoother than I think a lot of people expected it to. So it should, should be even better this year. I hope so. And I know that they released a press release a little bit while back. We should have mentioned mm-hmm. that on our previous coverage. But hey, we'll get it into that as we learn more. The next one is literally in my backyard. These kids run right <laughs> past the entrance to our kennel. I typically go out every year and catch some drone footage and make them a cool video. And the kids absolutely love when I do that. It is the Willow Junior 100. No date. I believe that that is the second weekend of February, but it could change, of course, with weather and trail conditions. But, uh, yep, that's a fun one. My daughters ran that race a couple of times when she was a junior, so I always love seeing the kids run on our trails. So what's up next? It's another Yukon-type race. What do we have? It's the Yukon Quest Canada. Um, They're going to be running February 17th. 2024. And I don't know that I've seen the actual route that they're going to take. I think it's going to be similar to last season as well. Um, But yeah, you know, both, both press releases have basically said, you know, this is how it's going to be for right now, but they're open to looking in the future of doing the thousand mile race. I think the more we see that it's just going to become lip service and just something that they tag on to every press release. Um, but I'm, I, I, I hope, I hope that we'll have a thousand mile quest again, but for now we get two. We get two. And that is also a qualifier as well as the Yukon quest, Alaska side and the John bear grease marathon is also a qualifier. So next up is another qualifier, no date, but it typically is on the president's day weekend. What is that one? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the Goose Bay 150, and or I believe it's also the Tug Bar 150, but uh, they call it Goose Bay is the official title. And we're a little bit off on our back and forth. Uh, I I, uh, <laughs> I went, uh, uh, you went ahead of me there, and I'm going to try to do the next one. I have no idea how to say this one, but we're just going to call it the Bergy N70. I have no idea how to pronounce it otherwise, unless you do, Tony. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, this is another one you can learn everything you want to know on their website. Um, just make sure to hit 
Google Translate if you don't speak the language. Uh, I believe it's another Norwegian race. All right. And what's up next after that one? Uh, it's another European race. It's the Amundsen race. Uh, again, don't know much about it because it is over on the other side of the hemisphere from us. And it's happening during the time of year that we have races going on here. So I don't get to follow it as much. Um, but it will be February 22nd. And according to your website, it is a qualifier for the Iditarod or the yep. Quest. So I like to see these yep. European races are now qualifiers. I know that there is a process to do that with Iditarod. And maybe they're opening up uh, the floodgates a little bit and allowing some of these other races to be qualifiers. That's a good way to increase uh, the awareness of the sport, which comes to the next qualifier. It's the Race to the Sky that's happening in Montana. Uh, that is also in February, uh, no date for that one yet. And I'm sure that that has to do with weather and also other dates on the calendar. Typically it is after that, uh, John Bear Grease, because a lot of the same mushers run in that race as this race. And of course, a lot of those guys and gals after this race, boogie up to Alaska to run. I did a rod. Anything else on race to the sky? Uh, it's Jesse Royer's race, uh, and before that, I believe it was uh, Doug Swingley. So, you know, it's, it, there's, like you said, a lot of Iditarod mushers come out of that race. And that is up in, in her backyard, so obviously she would do very well with that race there. So what's up with the next qualifier there in February? It's the Up 200, the UP 200, uh, another really popular qualifying race down in the States. Uh, it's going to be in February. Um, this one, typically, uh, at least from since I've been doing this, the, the dates kind of fluctuate just a little bit, but it's typically mid-February that we see it happen. Next up is the Northern Pines Sled Dog Race. I am guessing this is either a stage race or a sprint race. Do you know anything about it? I think it's more like a fun race and just recreational more than competitive. Um, but this was another one that, that people wanted on the calendar. So it got on the calendar. <laughs> okay. And that is February 17th for that race. What's up next? The Canadian challenge. Again, it's, uh, they don't have their dates set yet, or if they do, it's been since I've done this blog, the blog's about a week old. Um, and it's, it's another one. It is a qualifier for, I believe, 